Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock. It's 535 in the police with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be another nice day today. Sunny and a high of 67 tomorrow. Sunny and a high of 70. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Thunderbird, uh, Thunderbird Thursday today. We yeah. have uh, tickets to see the Thunderbirds against the Providence Bruins for Saturday, plus a bunch of other great stuff thrown in on top of that. And Scott Zolak will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. Oh, yes. World-renowned broadcaster, Scott Zolak. Oh, he's a... World-renowned, regionally renowned. But we'll uh, be talking to him about Patriot football and some other stuff, too. Uh, You know, it's always nice when you first headline you read when you open up your uh, computer in the morning. Students killed their Spanish teacher over bad grade. No bueno. No bueno. (laughs) Definitely no bueno. It's 536. The Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. This Sunday, November 6th, the Pats take on Indianapolis. Pre- Classic Rock, it's 552 in the Clash with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is going to be sunny and nice today with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel have never shared a stage, but that's about to change. They're co-headlining a show on April 8th at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. That's where the Dallas Cowboys play. Uh, Tickets go on sale a week from tomorrow. Wow. The show is being billed as two icons one night, but when Stevie posted about it on Instagram, she added a caption saying, quote, excited to hit the road with the amazing Billy Joel in 2023. More to come soon. Which mean there could be more dates than just the one. Um... I don't know. I mean, you know, Billy Joel's pretty you know, all right, and you know, Stevie Nicks has seen yeah. already. It's like, eh, what are they going to charge you for that ticket? You know, it's like you should have done that to build up to the Billy Joel Elton John thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. all right, we're going to start out with the uh, the low hanging fruit here. <laughs> it's uh, Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel, and then we go to Billy Joel and Elton John. Yeah, this kind of seems like a. Like a like it just kind of pushed all together. And when they asked Billy, he said, uh, "I just wanted to work with somebody who always mumbled their lyrics." <laughs> but he's been wanting to perform with her for the longest time. <laughs> Is she gonna sing that one? Probably. That's my favorite song by her. By her? Yes. Yeah. A musician claims the Frozen 2 song, Some Things Never Change, is a ripoff of a song he recorded in 2001. He wants Dizzy to fork over the profits and stop using the song. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, it's Disney. Good luck. You know how much kind of resources you need to have to fight a team of lawyers? Disney lawyers? Disney lawyers. You, that uh, company is so lawyered up. I can't imagine anyone winning anything from Disney. I mean, yeah. unless they, you know, they were responsible for injuring you. Yes. But for any any other purpose, you can just forget it. Uh, do you know who Aubrey Plaza is? Yes. Aubrey Plaza is the offspring of Mr. and Mrs. Plaza. Yes. How did you know that? Just a guess. Well, she's a comedian, actually, and she's an actress. And uh, she yeah. shared John C. Riley's acting advice to her. He told her to always pee before doing a scene. So now she demands to use the bathroom before every performance. 
And that is the most riveting thing you'll ever hear out of Aubrey Plaza's mouth. True, but you know, it is good advice. I try to do that every single day. Do you? Yeah, but I'm a 56-year-old man, so every 15 minutes I'm back in the bathroom. Harry Potter fans will still be able to visit Dobby's gravesite at the filming location at the beach in Wales, but since it's become an environmental concern, visitors are asked to stop leaving socks and only take pictures. You see, when I told people that Dobby died uh, in the Harry Potter movie... He died? Yes. I caught a world of crap, even though the book had been out for years. Yeah. You know, when I told you that, I'm not going to tell you how Dobby dies at the end of the film. It had already been in the book, and your kids have read it. I'm not spoiling anything. I told you. I caught you. a whole bunch of crap for that one. This would have been a lot more popular, but, uh, you know, had, had we had more access to media and stuff. But I remember one of the first YouTube videos I saw... Where these kids driving around in a car yeah. in front of Barnes and Nobles with the lines of people standing outside waiting to get the next Harry Potter book, and <laughs> yes. they're yelling out the window, "Dumbledore dies on page 186," <laughs> and people are like, "Damn you! Damn you, car driving by!" But the amazing part about it is they had to read the book in order to know that information. Yeah, that's true too. Um, oh yeah, but they they know they didn't know the information yet. They were going to read the book. They were waiting in line to buy it, and this guy's ruining the ending for them by driving by and uh, yelling out the window. That's hilarious. Would have been it would have been better if it had been like a TikTok video. Now that would have been spread all over the place. It's not too late. A list of behind the scenes facts from The Voice includes this one: those chairs don't make that loud whooshing sound when they turn. They don't. It's added in post production. Well, if you're in the studio audience, that's got to be a little disappointing. I remember going to the, uh, years ago, the, the tour at NBC in the in Rockefeller Center. Right. And, like, they took you into the, the room where they make, where they film Dateline, like the, the openings for Dateline. It's this tiny little room that, and I was like, how does it look so bright on TV? It looked like a, like a, almost like a, a grayscale version of what you would normally see. I, uh, I knew people that went to go see the David Letterman show yeah. in the Ed Sullivan Theater. Yeah, I did, too. You, you did, too? I did, yeah. And any, anyone I've ever talked to said, it's not as big as you would think it no, is. No, it's it's tiny. It's a tiny little theater. And then, like, where we were sitting, we were only, like, five rows back from the stage. But you have this obstructed view because all of these cameras are in front of you. You're actually better sitting up top right, on the balcony seats. But, yeah. The place only held like 200 people. See, when you see that footage of the Beatles performing in the Ed Sullivan show, you think this is like a 50,000-seat arena. No, no. It's uh, probably about 200 people. It wasn't even that big at all, which, uh, yeah, that, that was actually a good time. Thanks for bringing that memory back up. What I'm here for, Steve. I had to answer a trivia question to get the tickets. What was the question? Well, because you put in for the tickets, and they just don't want anybody taking the tickets, so they ask you if you watch the show. And they said, what is the deli owner's name of the uh, next door to the Ed Sullivan Theater? Rupert G. And I had the answer, and uh, I got the tickets. Wow. Yeah, how about that? I wouldn't have uh, known Rupert G. You would? I See, I watched, the sh- I watched Letterman a lot. I did, I, too, but I just, you know, that's, that's like one of those minuscule pieces of minutiae I would have forgotten about. I have a picture with Rupert G because I met him uh, like 22 years ago. No kidding. I went into his deli with, uh, we, with a bunch of friends, and I went to New York City, and uh, I got a picture with Rupert G. We should exchange photo albums sometime. 
Why? You have some good ones? No, but we should do that. Why? I got a picture of me and Mario Andretti. Do you really? Yeah. I don't think He's I have. shorter than me. I have a picture of me and Screech. No kidding. Yeah, not the uh, not the former, uh, not the bird from the Thunderbird. Oh, uh, my mistake. The, no, the the guy who uh, stabbed the guy and then then he died. So hey, anyway, uh, Kim Kardashian had to lose 16 pounds to fit in that Marilyn Monroe dress she borrowed from Ripley's. Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I dropped that much weight was when Ray J glazed the donut and gave me a belly full of marrow pudding in that sex <laughs> tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. It's protein. Yeah, it's good for you. Caitlin? Well, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, mother Chris Kim, but I once troped for trout in the Salad Toss River. <laughs> Had some horizontal refreshments. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I did some wink-wink in the fudge stink. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and uh, Kanye? I like pudding. How come I don't have half of your marrow pudding, baby? <laughs> you want half everything else? I want half of your marrow pudding. Ray J can serve me up some of that, too. <laughs> Such an injustice. And that's your Hollywood T-Rash Rock 102. Hiya. And now, Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, I have lived in New England for most of my adult life. I love New England. I love the breathtaking foliage, our beautiful seashores, our spectacular interstate highway system, including but not limited to the convenience of the Massachusetts Turnpike. New England is a remarkable place filled with picturesque landscapes and friendly freaking faces on every damn street corner. But when I hear about some whiny-ass crybaby bitching about New England sports fans, I just want to ball up my fists and show them what they're for. This week on the otherwise irrelevant New Heights podcast featuring the Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and his brother Eagles offensive lineman Jason, there was a brief discussion about the fans of the New England Patriots. So while many of us who live in New England have no legitimate philosophical or personal problem with Patriots fans, the the Kelsey brothers do, primarily due to the way Patriots fans have treated their mother. According to Travis, quote, I absolutely hate the Patriots. The uh, the then goes on to say, I'm mad at the fans for calling out my mom on the stands. He then explains, your mama jokes are cool, but when you say them to me, not my mom. Like when my mom's leaving the stadium, she's getting heckled. You know, that's just effing low blows, man. Dude, I don't know how to tell you this, but your brother, the dude that's co-hosting your podcast, plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Those fans would insult their own mothers. New England fans only heckle their mothers of uh, opposing players. And as far as I'm concerned, those mothers are fair game. Sure, everyone gets all sensitive when their mom's getting clobbered by insults, but I'm pretty sure the elderly Mrs. Kelsey can handle a few off-putting comments. She did, after all, raise two NFL football players who, as it turns out, play for teams that Patriots fans don't particularly care for. There's also a very real possibility that their mom is kind of a jerk. And if that's the case, then she has no one to blame but herself and her two knuckle-dragon sons. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, every home should have a few basic power tools. You know, a cordless drill, maybe a jigsaw. See AJ, the power tools expert at the Ludlow Rockies. AJ loves talking about power tools. Good people like AJ and rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. 
Springfield's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. And the winning numbers are 2, 11, 22, 35, 60, and the Powerball, 23. You know, I really thought about not coming in here today. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about this yesterday afternoon because I thought, uh, you know, the Powerball jackpot would be mine by now. Yeah. So it turns out nobody won last night. So now that means that uh, that Saturday's drawing could be at least $1.5 billion. That is just shy of the all-time record. What's the all-time record? One point- Over $1.5 billion. Okay. Uh, no, it's uh, $1.58 okay. billion. Dollars. So we get to $1.59. We've broken our record. Yes, and I think there's a pretty good chance that there will be some sort of uh, – maniacal effort to buy your uh, your your tickets your scratch your your uh, your, uh, your quick picks mm-hmm. and uh, and that's fine you know there's going to be a whole big mania about it and I can't blame people for wanting to go to their nearest convenience store to do so I just want to say and I'm going to say this uh, ahead of time that when I enter the store and I have not chosen which one mm-hmm. it's going to be yet but I want everyone to get the hell out of my way and let me go first no, then you got to go to a place that uh, you know a lot of people don't go to. Go to go to like a little tiny little gas station. Uh, you know, it's hidden away. It's not a mm. big name. It's not owned by uh, you know one of the companies around here. It's just like a small independent gas station. Well, that's what I did yesterday. Yeah, I went to um, I went to the uh, the countryside store mm-hmm. in East Long Meadow, right there and uh, right there in town, and uh, I got lucky. Not that many people in the store at that time. Kind of yeah. went on like on a like an off peak hour and uh walked right up and the lady uh, handed me uh, my quick picks and i thought you know what this is the way to do it yeah. last thing i want to do is stand in line to see all these losers pick uh, their quick picks and uh and you know to get in the way of me who's you know poised to win and uh, i just thought hey you know what if you people could just back the hell off we could uh, make this go real quick for me yeah yeah. I don't see a problem with that. No. Um, I don't know why they don't just pre-print up the quick picks and then just start handing them out. Uh, 30 like the quick, prick, quick pick quick, express Quick line. what? What? Quick pick. <laughs> yeah, no, I couldn't say it. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little uh, careful quick there. Quick pick express line. I know. That would be a, a nice way of doing it. Yeah, express line. Exactly. Over here. Uh, these old biddies who want to do their daily number. I cannot stand that. That's like one of the... My biggest pet peeves, somebody who walks in and and and, and the, the clerk taking that abuse. You oh, know, yeah. No. It's like fill out the slip. You do not need to sit there and start spouting off numbers, especially with that daily numbers game. I know. Because they, you know, the guy, the one guy, it was a couple of weeks ago, he's standing there. He's like, oh, I want uh, 5146, uh, all four exact, all four any. And then he's like saying all these bet terms mm-hmm. and then and then the total is twelve dollars i'm like you just spout it off like a hundred different combinations and it's only 12 bucks because they play it for like a quarter at a time yeah meanwhile there's a guy with a couple of uh, pints of ben and jerry's that it's melting waiting for you right. to finish finish right. off your numbers yeah yeah i noticed uh, that a lot especially when you get to these big drawings that there are people just in the way yesterday it was uh, not yesterday the other the other day one of the uh uh, one of the other drawings that failed to win me a billion dollars. There was some woman who said, "Hey, where are the uh, where are the uh, where are the Powerball tickets, and where can I fill it out?" 
Because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of places have like a designated area to yeah, fill like out a, your like, tickets. Like a kiosk. Well, this place didn't have a kiosk. It's a little bit, you know, too small for that. Okay. But she, you know, appropriately, you know, went over, got the ticket, yeah. you know, filled it up, uh, you, know, you know, filled it out, uh, you know, against one of the, the shelves, mm-hmm. you know, of the store away from everybody else. Yeah. And I thought, you know, okay, there's there's a woman that is showing some level of consideration. But when it when you come to like a like a hundred million dollar jackpot or more in these things and people start going crazy. Yeah. Considerations often thrown out the window. Like I've seen people who fill up their gas tank and leave their car yeah. at the tank to go in to play their numbers. And I'm thinking, you know, there's gonna be some this is like a four tank a four pump gas station. So you know you got all the people who need to fill up. Waiting for you to move your car. Yeah, I can't stand that. Either. I don't understand. That's it, totally discourteous it's, to me. There's no gas station etiquette anymore. I it's don't gone. I, again, this is why I think uh, when it comes to the, the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Yeah. This is what the kind of stuff that you should be teaching. Simple convenience store etiquette. By the way, I like that name, the Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd, that'd be perfect, right? Yeah, we can help out uh, people who are uh, are running drugs from Vermont mm-hmm. uh, down to New Haven, right? And then we can uh, we can help people uh, learn how to behave themselves properly inside of a gas station. I'm telling you, the people need to know this stuff because when it comes to the the big jackpots on these multi-state lotteries, our humanity, our compassion, our uh, consideration for the humankind just just goes right into the crapper tank. Yeah, we don't know how to behave ourselves when there's a 1.58 billion dollar jackpot. There's people scratching at each other, gouging eyeballs out. Yeah, and you're leaving your car by the pump. That's ridiculous. The sto- one the store I went into a couple days ago, uh, another one of the losing uh, drawing uh, uh, situations, nobody was in a single file line. Mm. Try to imagine this. You, yeah. ha- you have like three people in a single file line and yeah. then other people, you know, because it's a small store, right. standing in aisles. And you got one guy standing in one aisle yeah, 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 and another guy yeah. standing in another aisle. Because they're backed up at the register. They're backed up. Right. And then all of a sudden now it's like, well, then who's going to go first? Yeah, who's next? Yeah. Is it going to be me or is it going to be you? And it's like one of these showdowns. It's like, you know, who's going to blink first in this situation? Listen, if there's a there's like an elderly person in front of me, yeah. I will always let them go. Always. That's what I did. I and, let this. I yeah. let this old fart go right ahead of me, figuring, well, you know, he's well, he's not going to take. Uh, he's not going to take the annuity. Yeah, I. Uh, I'll let the old people go, but the but the young person. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> Come on, kid. Even if you're good looking, I don't even care if you're good looking. Yeah. I'm you, still you, not letting you go ahead of me. Listen here, kid. You got a whole lifetime of yeah. disappointment ahead of you. I'm living on borrowed time. I don't have time to wait for you to. You know, to to mosey on up with your with your ear gauges and all your tattoos and 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 and, and ruin ruin yeah. my the speed and and uh, streamlined thought process in this whole quick pick exchange. All I want is twenty on two and a quick pick. That's it. That's it. That's, That's all, all you I want. want. Yeah. And then, then this kid's gonna slow you. I don't know what I want yet. I like the ones that when you go up, they ask for the Powerball ticket. They're like, you know, if you ask for like, I'll take five. Yeah. Same ticket okay? Why wouldn't it be okay? What's the difference if you put it on separate tickets? Well, because it goes... the same random number draw. Yeah, but it goes uh, like uh, slightly faster if it's all on one ticket. Yeah. As opposed to, like, say you buy 10, then you got to wait for 10 to print. 
You right. Know, it doesn't go like this. It doesn't go like. Pew, there's your, your quick picks. It's like. Pew, pew, yeah. Pew. Is that the sound the machine makes? I can't remember. Yeah, I'm like the Michael Winslow of lottery machines. I uh, I think I told you my uh, my gas station story about the lottery. Uh, did you? Yeah, when I was like uh, 18 years old, I worked in that gas station over in Hamden that used to be a mobile station. Yes. And uh, I uh, I was messing around with the machine, the lottery. It was the old lottery machine. Right. And I was like, oh, let's just see how what do I can do if I can get this. Uh, let's see how much money it would be. It was like a daily numbers game, and it was like a $10,000 transaction. So <laughs> rather than cancel it, I pressed send by accident. And then all of a sudden, the machine started spitting out all these tickets. <laughs> it was like it was like Lucy and uh, <laughs> and uh, Ethel, uh, yeah, you know, doing the chocolates in the in the machine. It was like the <laughs> tickets just spitting out of the machine. And then like I'm like I'm like I don't know what to do. And the girl that was working with me had gone out for lunch. Yeah, she had gone to the village mart across the street to go get a sandwich. And then she comes back, <laughs> and like all these people are standing in line. And 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 the machine froze. It was the old lottery machine. It was the, the old, big giant blue big, ones. No, they were white and blue. I think they were white and blue. Yeah. And then they had, but they had ticker. T- it was almost like ticker tape was the was the lottery ticket. It was like a <laughs> like a line of ticket. And uh, and then all of a sudden the phone's ringing. It's the lottery going. Hey, what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> I had to like write this whole affidavit of what happened. I slightly changed the story. Sure. Because I didn't want to get in trouble at the time. And uh, well, yeah. who who wants to lose what's the statu- a high paying gig like that? What's the statute of limitations of something that happened twenty five years ago? <laughs> twenty six years. Twenty six. Twenty six years ago. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, I, I had to write an affidavit to the lottery saying hey, this is, and I said, oh, you know what? Some this, and this was the days before cameras. If they, if it was today, I would have never have gotten away with this. Yeah, there was no cameras in the store at the time. I think there were only cameras like on the gas pumps. Yeah, they had a sketch artist instead. Yeah, pretty much, and they were gra- it was that grainy old video. <laughs> and uh, what wound up happening? I had to re- tell them that oh, this guy came in and uh, he ordered a bunch of numbers, and then I I pushed the button by accident, and you know that was the end of the story. Well, had that number come out, yeah, the number that I put in there, and I don't even remember what the number was, but had that come out. That would have thrown the entire lottery system off for the whole day. Really? Yeah. For the whole state? Yeah, because of the transactions that w- that you know they they have a finite number of track uh, transactions that they track. They track wow. all that stuff. Think about that. The whole system could have collapsed because of one pimply faced douchebag in, in Hamden. In Hamden, <laughs> right? <laughs> and 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 I and they still kept me on the job. Well, you were their best man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, Which I, says a lot about all the other people employed there at the it, time. It was like this big stir that that I that I caused with the, with the Mass State Lottery system. It was uh, it was pre- it was pretty cool. That's my my badge of honor right there. It's six twenty four with Bax and Nagel <laughs> on Rock one hundred two. We the fans love football. It is uh, going to be uh, nice and sunny today. With a high of 67 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. It is a uh, Thunderbird Thursday. A little bit later on this morning, someone is going to win not only uh, a bunch of tickets to see the Thunderbirds take on the Providence Bruins on Saturday, but it will also th- toss in some uh, some hats, some koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. But that's coming up later on this morning, not right now. 
All right. All it's right. Gonna be a humdinger of a prize, right? Listen, uh, people people love going to those games. The, I, I like going to those games. Great fun stuff. It's e- it's even better when you get the four seats on the glass too, because you can see all the action happening. You can, yeah, you can see the, the the players' faces getting mushed up against it and stuff. You ever, you ever have an experience where they look at you? Yeah, yeah, I have. And it's like, uh, I wonder what they're thinking about me. Like, who's this douchebag sitting over here by the glass? They're probably not really thinking about you. They just have to have how a place you, to look. How do you know? Maybe I'm. you don't think I'm important enough for a hockey player to think about me while they're playing I, the game? I can't imagine any you know toothless Canadian playing hockey saying, hey, is that Steve Nagel from Rock 102? May, maybe that's why they lost the championship. Because <laughs> they're like... It was that guy. It was like it was like Jerry uh, having the pilot exactly in the audience. Yes, there's what what is it with that pilot? And they're like, what is it with that Nagel guy just staring at me? It's six twenty eight. We got news next on Rock one hundred two. Football season is underway, and you can't wait to show your friends and relatives just how much you know about the game. Day and two. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A tractor-trailer fire caused standstill traffic on the eastbound side of the Mass Pike last night, according to State Police Trooper Brandon Doherty. Ooh, I fight a Doherty, and a Doherty always wins. Oh, that should look at that. Yeah. That should be the that should be his. Uh, it his should be a theme phrase. song. Yeah, it's like when, like whenever he gets out of his uh, cruiser, that's the song that should be playing. Yeah, I think we got a new theme song. I for think we do. Trooper Doherty. <laughs> anyway, according to uh, Trooper Doherty, a uh, tractor trailer caught fire. Fire crews from West Springfield and Westfield were in the area to put out that fire. All lanes of the eastbound side were closed around 7.15 p.m. I saw pictures of people all over, like, posting on this thing, like, I hate the mass bike, you know, because just standstill traffic. It does suck when that happens. Sure, but that could happen on any highway. Yes. The ways, yes, but it's there's something about the mass pike. When you're stuck on that, the the next exit is, you know, I mean, other than the the five Springfield ones or the, what is it, four Springfield ones? Right. Wait, uh, West Springfield? Two, three, four. Four, right? Yeah. Yeah, the four Springfield ones. Then it's like it gets a dozen miles in between at least to the next one. And And there's no way to get off. And I can understand the frustration of uh, being stuck in horrendous traffic in the pike thinking, I can't believe I'm paying for this. But, you know, on the other hand, these kinds of situations could, could happen on 91, could happen on 391, could happen on 291. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't quite in the same way, but, you know, it could happen anywhere. So don't, just, don't blame the pike. But it just, oh, look at you standing up for the pike. Well, I'm standing up for it because I wasn't stuck in that traffic. Yeah. I told you I watched that documentary on how the mass pike was made. Mm-hmm. That was a, they, they built that thing in like five years. The whole thing. They built it from Stockbridge to Boston. Yeah, the whole thing. And I'm like, how do? Why does it take so long to get a lane done anymore? I don't know, Steve. I, I don't. I don't know enough about road construction or how these things were built. They just blasted through, bulldozed through, and they used uh, machines from the 1950s to do it. And here we are complaining yeah. about it. It, it. To me, it's an engineering marvel. Uh, Munson police say there was no threat found after investigating a home on May Hill Road last night. According to Munson police, around 5.30 p.m., officers were called to the home near Bumstead Road for a well-being check. When they arrived, officers believed there was possibly a person inside the home with a firearm. The, uh, 
The 22 News crew could see the road blocked off and armed police officers outside of the home. Oh my God, it was crazy. It was like that scene from Die Hard where they're all standing outside the home. Nuts! <laughs> Munson police were able to uh, eventually make contact with the resident of the home and confirm that they were safe and there was no mm. threat. Officers left the area by 8.50 p.m. I wonder if that was one of those uh, swatter things. I don't know. Good question. Well, usually when you when you hear about that, that's usually what the case is. If, somebody's, if they don't know, then that means somebody called and said, hey, uh, maybe this guy's got a gun. And then they send a bunch of cops over there yep. to a house. More than 25,000 bags of heroin was seized after the Springfield police conducted a search warrant in a park. That's why I didn't get my shipment yesterday. Ah, see. Things from Amazon come. Hey, by the way, speaking of Amazon, Steve, the Hawkman sent us a bunch of uh, cappuccino coffee uh, candies. Yes. They're delicious. They're fantastic. Yeah. I've had those before. They're really good. I don't, I, I, what is it? Rup, Cop, Copico? Copico. I think they're Polish candies, aren't they? They are. That's yeah. why the Polish never sleep. They eat those candies all day long. It's every every uh, candy is equivalent to three espressos. Yeah. So if you had like fifteen of those things, you're not getting to sleep in a couple of days. With all the well, they, with all the vodka they drink. Yeah. That's how they sober up. They need to keep awake. I think Paul Kozab runs on those things. <laughs> He's popping those things left and right. Of course they are. Uh, so more than 25,000 bags uh, after police conducted a search warrant on an apartment in Springfield. Uh, Springfield police spokesperson Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that the firearms unit went down on this apartment on the 100 block of Commonwealth Avenue and found a bunch of drugs. I guess it's pretty serious. The search warrant was executed and the occupants of the apartment were detained while they d- conducting the search. They found 25,511 bags of heroin. 49 grams of crack cocaine and 42 grams of uh, powdered cocaine. Rosa, uh, 41-year-old Blanca Diaz of Springfield and 22-year-old Kishanli Roland Diaz of Springfield were arrested while the other occupants were released. They so, must have had nothing to do with it. Uh, sisters? Possibly. Possibly. Could be a mother-daughter thing. Uh, you, I'm you not sure. It's nice to know that uh, you know, families are still doing things together, though. Well, it's always nice uh, family fun day. Yeah, it's like a field trip. Wednesday family fun day. Hey, kids, let's pile into the uh, into the minivan. We're going to get arrested on a, on a drug charge today. Yay! Yay! Drug charge Wednesday. Uh, the Spring the Springfield Police arrested nine individuals after an anti John undercover prostitution operation that was conducted on Tuesday. Afternoon. I'm going to stop you here for a second. Yeah. Uh, I saw the, uh, first of all, uh, I saw the mug shots. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, when I first saw the story, it's like on one of those news aggregators on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it had, like, all nine faces in a big square. And mm-hmm. it looked like the most perverse Brady Bunch episode opening you've ever seen. Dum, 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 dum. Here's, Here's the, the story, story of a bunch of horny, horny bastards. They were arrested uh, and charged with pay for sexual conduct in less than a five-hour span from the South End neighborhood that the uh, sting was uh, conducted in. Did you look at the uh, the, the mugshots? Yes, I did. So I'm looking at the the faces, and it's like they're looking right at me. And, you know, you think about what these guys are all thinking right now as they're getting their mugshots taken. Well, this guy doesn't look like he's thinking uh, much other than, oh, my God, I hope I come down from this high very soon. Yeah, no, there's a couple of dudes that seem a little uh, yeah. 
seem a little half-baked, you could say. But for the most, uh, for the majority of these guys, all I can think of is they must be just saying to themselves, you couldn't just find a nice girl at church. You had to go with the hooker behind the dumpster. That's what, what you had to do. You, know. you, had, you had to find the dumpster uh, the dumpster uh, hooker. Well, uh, low-hanging fruit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. When, when you have the need at 1 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> which interrupts be, the workday for most people. It would be nice to get some afternoon delight. Gonna find a hooker, gonna pay her right on a little afternoon delight. (laughs) You know, if we only had a guy to write song parodies around here, we (laughs) We don't. We don't need that. Uh, But yeah, those those guys are uh, are gonna be in trouble. Oh man, they got some explaining to do. Here's the thing, though. It's like this is more of an embarrassment arrest. Of course because it is. Because nothing happens to them. They don't, unless they had other warrants out for their arrest or some other uh, mitigating circumstances that would keep them in jail, they get released. And then the worst part of the, and, and they and they will get off. Yeah. And they will get off, but the biggest piece of this is their embarrassment for uh, 15 minutes Actually, of having their picture plastered all over Facebook. Here's the other part of it. I mean, you're right. Embarrassment uh, and this kind of arrest go hand in hand. But, you know, these are dudes that were willing to spend bottom dollar for God knows what behind a dumpster. Yeah. And yet, after, you know, uh, 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 beyond their release, <laughs> they are going to have to spend hundreds of dollars in mm. fines and fees and, 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 you know, legal proceedings, which makes you think on a surely, uh, purely on a, on a, on a, uh, on a price point level, right. this exchange must not have been worth it. Uh, Billy the Trash Man says uh, dumpster girls need loving too, you know. I understand that, but they're not going to get it from these nine guys. A uh, new report from the Office of the State Auditor has found that public assistance fraud more than doubled between fiscal year 21 and fiscal year 22. State Auditor Suzanne Bump. My My bump. My my lovely lovely lady bump. bump. What you going to do with all that junk? All that bump inside your trunk. (laughs) I'm going to get you, get you drunk. Uh, release this department's beer. That's the only reason why I wanted to do this. <laughs> the only reason. L- listen, listen. Uh, that fraud happens every year. It's there's, we don't really, there's no difference. We don't really care about the fraud. Yeah, it's more about Suzanne Bump. My, my bump. bump. My, my lovely, lovely lady bump. What you going to do with all that junk? All that junk off in your trunk? We're singing two different <laughs> lyrics, but that's okay. Doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does. I mean, you got to give the lady uh, her due. Uh, that's her. <clears throat> that's her claim to fame. No, being the state auditor of Massachusetts is actually her claim to fame. You don't think Fergie uh, went up to her and said, "You know what? I'm going to write this with you in mind." I don't. I don't think so. And then she changed the lyrics before taking away Suzanne Bump. You know, it, I'm, it, sometimes I, I I I kick myself in the head for for thinking terrible thoughts at the worst possible time. Mm-hmm. When she was running for state auditor many years ago, yeah, uh, she showed up at the sheriff's uh, clam bake. And she, you know, she came right up to, to me and introduced herself. Hi, I'm Suzanne Bump, running for city auditor. And yeah. in my head, it's you the first that. thing I'm thinking. My bump, my bump, my lovely lady bump. I wonder if she knows about that. That we sing that? Yeah. I, I got to believe in this day and age, we're not the only ones doing it. You know, uh, I got to tell you, there was, uh, 
there was something uh, I was asked to host, and uh, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to talk about uh, what it is because I don't want them to reveal their secret. Yes. But I was asked to to host this thing, and one of the lines that they had in this video, they're asking all these people to host this particular event. It's a. It's like a joke thing that they put together uh, of people saying no to them. Sure. Right. And one of them, uh, they they call him Mayor Dom Dom in the video, and I'm like, we started that. That was us. That was we you. Started it's actually specifically you, right? And and I said, I said, well, there you go. See, that has caught on. That was kind of like the maestro. We mm-hmm. gave the maestro the name, and then they, he's walking around with that. You know, uh, I I feel kind of good about myself that everybody's going to call him that now. You're a trendsetter. Is what I you am are. a trendsetter. Mayor Dom Dom. You know the funny part about it is what? is now uh, Dom Sarno is starting to call himself Mayor Dom Dom. I know. Which is awesome. Which is fantastic. He say, he calls and leaves voicemail messages. He says, may a dom-dom out. That's what he says. <laughs> this, is, this really is a fun job. Oh, it, it, it really it is. Sure, well, it can be. Yeah. Well, for the most part, it is. Not yeah. every day. Yeah. Having <clears throat> to deal with the boss. Oh, my God. Oh, that that guy. guy. Coming down on us every day. That guy. Why did you say the word and there? Yeah. Why, what was that all about? Uh, anyway, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Cadence Aerospace. New Springfield's classic rock at 651, and Jimi Hendrix with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, uh, sunny and a high of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 70. It's actually going to get warm, like pretty warm over the weekend. 74 and 75 on Saturday and Sunday. Going to be a great weekend. Uh, 34 right now in downtown. Springfield. Mayflower Marathon is coming up uh, in just a couple of weeks. The return of three days prior to Thanksgiving, where we're going to be broadcasting for 52 hours from Monday the 21st to Wednesday the 23rd outside the South End Market at uh, MGM Springfield. For those of you planning to go into the old location, uh, don't bother. We won't be there. We'll be at MGM instead. The goal is to fill three 48-foot trailers with non-perishable food donations for the Springfield Open Pantry. This is a tough time of year for them. Right now, they're their, uh, their shelves are typically depleted, and they could always use more cash donations as well. You can uh, donate online at rock102.com. Start your collection at work, school, or at home. Thanks to all of our sponsors, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, 413 Dumpsters, and uh, and many more. To find out more information, again, go to rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon, powered by Gary Rome Hyundai, Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. You know, I'm, uh, by the way, uh, you can go to uh, Costco. I was there yesterday. Yes. They have these, like, giant boxes of pasta, like eight boxes in the uh, the pasta thing. And I was thinking, you know what? This would be perfect for somebody to, you know, I so I picked up, like, two or three extra ones of them, and I'm going to bring them down to the, uh, the marathon when we do that. Sure. But that's like, a, you want to feed a lot of people. Go to Costco. If you have a Costco oh, yeah. membership, go to Costco and buy a bunch of stuff. A lot of people do. Yeah, I got like eight boxes of spaghetti for uh, less than less than eight less than a dollar a box. And what are you going to do with all that spaghetti? Well, I'd probably eat it, but um, <laughs> better to donate it. Well, but I, I I can afford another box of pasta, whereas somebody mm-hmm. who's uh, in need cannot. So I will donate that those boxes of pasta. Um, I'm trying to remember uh, whether it was last year or the year before. the uh, The kids at Longmeadow High School had bought bags of rice at Costco. Yeah, you know those big, giant, industrial sized bags. I mean, yeah. not like the five pound bag, but like the hundred or fifty pound bags of rice. Yeah. 
and they just bought a ton of them. Yeah. You know, they they, they, they they collected the cash, they bought the rice, and they delivered that. Well, you want to talk about something that goes pretty Along. far. Rice. Rice. That's the way to do it. It's also to uh, get your dog to be healthier. You're absolutely right about that. Rice. That rice c- corrects a lot of problems with Ooh. gastrointestinal problems with dogs. That's the truth. Yes. But it also feeds hungry people. And you know what? It's a win-win. Everyone loves rice. You know, we uh, we have this uh, computer system here at uh, at work uh, where uh, we've invested uh, lots of money into Bing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have we have this. Uh, what is it? Microsoft Edge is the is the explorer on there, That's, and, it, and yeah. it like you know tries to like personalize things for you. So obviously, I look at a lot of news, but I'm just like reading these headlines as they have this little bubble in there on the home page. Where you can kind of scroll through the uh, the stories, yeah, and every one of them is like it's grim. And here, you ready? Yeah. Uh, Washington wife buried alive, muffled screams revealed in violent kidnapping caught on Apple Watch. Yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with you. Though I yeah. hate those kind of fluff pieces. Dog owner 33 dies after diving into sea trying to rescue his pet that rushed into the surf. Uh, man arrested for woman's murder and savage brutal driveway stabbing. Uh, 20-year-old mass woman struck and killed while walking home from work on Saturday night. Uh, trucker called girlfriend, sister, and son saying she'd be home soon. Now he's accused of killing her. Prosecutors, Iowa teens beat Spanish teacher to death over bad grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, there's a sale at Big Lots this week. Really? <laughs> It's it's all this grim stuff. And yeah. It's like uh, I'd rather talk about the fluffy things. Well, yeah, I I think they choose those stories based upon your mood. View, no, well, yes, <laughs> viewing habits, which you know do because come I, out, of, out I, of your mood. I watch a lot. I read a lot of news off of this particular computer. Right. So, like for example, my stories are about uh, you know the best steakhouses in uh, the Northeast. Uh, you know. Uh, NFL player, uh, you know, shot in robbery attempt. I mean, you know, those kinds of th- you know, Jennifer Lawrence stories. You know, those are the kinds of things that that show up for me. You know, you get all these uh, doom and gloom stories. I got Jennifer Lawrence stories coming you know, popping up all over the place, and for damn good reason. Remember that video I had last year where I slipped on my stairs outside of my house and uh, nearly broke my arse, and it became a viral sensation. Yeah. So this guy is uh, looking at the video and he's trying to show everybody else the video. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, come take a look at this uh, this video thing." And then all the vi- you know how the videos kind of like go by your viewing habits. Yeah. On Facebook, well, all of his videos were like. Uh, uh, check out this hot young lady and, you know, like all these uh, like kind of sexualized kind of things. Yeah. And uh, he said, I, see, I don't know why your video comes up with all these other videos. And I'm like, my video comes up on my feed and then it's followed by like comedians and stuff. So what are you looking at all day long? No kidding. Yeah. Kind of reveals who you are. It's, you know, it's the absolute truth. And, and same thing with like uh, the ads. Yeah, you know, they start popping up, uh, you know, things because all the cookies that get dropped on your uh, on your on your browser, yeah, you you wind up uh, you know showing you know what else you're looking at. You know the uh, I don't want anybody knowing what I'm looking at. One of the things they they were asking Elon Musk to do was release the algorithms. You know okay. the algorithms that go along with how they uh, decide who gets targeted by by certain things, right? And I'm like, I don't think these people even know what they're talking about. Even if you had an algorithm in front of you, 
Would you even know how to read it or what to do with it? I was talking to a computer guy the other day, and that's what and that's what he said. He's like, so what? Are they gonna like look at a page full of code and go, oh, that's the answer right there? Because it's one of those things that. You can't just decipher by seeing it unless you have knowledge of how computers work, and I don't. I don't either. Yeah. I can look at and all, most I can, people don't. I can look at code all day long and not have any idea what I'm looking at. Release the algorithm. Please. 658 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. New England. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever I hear that the Houston Astros have achieved some sort of historical milestone, I immediately wonder what sort of illegal contraptions, procedures, or infrastructure was used to make that happen. They couldn't possibly be responsible for achieving greatness, honestly. Something dubious must have happened. I mean, it's the Houston Astros, the very team in which Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran were accused of concocting a system designed to steal signs in order to win the American League pennant in 2019. Well, in my opinion, the Houston Astros may be at it again. As last night during Game 4 of the World Series, the Astros became the first team in World Series history to pitch for a combined no-hitter thereby beating the Philadelphia Phillies 5 to nothing. This is only the second no-hitter in World Series history behind Don Larson's perfect game for the Yankees in 1956. The man, and the man, that guy milked the crap out of that for the next 64 years of his life. Last night, however, it was Houston's Christian Javier who lasted six innings and had nine strikeouts, allowing three walks. But it was the Houston bullpen, Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley, who then completed the game without giving up a single hit. The Astros not only completed the game, they also evened the series up at two games apiece. Now, do I have any proof that the Astros were able to find a way to cheat their way into a no-hitter? No, I do not. Am I buying this load of horse crap? No, I am not buying that either. After all, this is the Houston Astros, and while they may not be banging on garbage cans or looking at video footage in a private room like the good old days, they have created a situation where they lack the functional credibility to convince me otherwise. Sure, it's hard to fake your way into pitching a combined no-hitter, but if there were a way to make that happen, it would almost certainly be the Houston Astros that would figure it out. That's why they hired Red Sox. The Red Sox hired Alex Cora. That's the reason why they brought him back after his long suspension, because that's how you get things done. But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Soon, you'll be stringing holiday lights all around the house. Go to Rocky's for holiday lighting must-haves like the smart Wi-Fi 6 outlet outdoor power stake. Holiday lighting essentials on sale all month at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 710 and Cheap Trick. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Nice day today. Sunny and a high of 67. Tomorrow, even nicer with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Scott Zolak will be joining us next hour. Brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. But that's an hour from now. So now you got to put up with other stuff. Uh, other stuff? Oh, yeah. We have a uh, we have a brand new feature we want to uh, we want to do again. Uh, unpop- well, it's, not, it's not really brand new. It's just new. It's new to you. It's new to us. New to us. That's exactly. It might be new to somebody who's listening right now. It's called Unpopular Opinion. Oh, it's the Borat theme. I just try to come up with something fast. 
Wow, we're really working on that creativity level here, huh? You know, I think we're providing other things than, you know, having to pick the right music bed or, you know, that stupid stuff that everybody else does. You know, if we only had a budget for a producer. Again, until we get the budget for two-ply toilet paper in this building, we yeah, ain't going to see a producer. We ain't getting that either. Uh, here's, a, here's one. Uh, greeting cards are a waste of paper and should be eliminated. Uh, I hate the formality of needing to give a card along with the gift. To me, it adds nothing, and I'm just going to throw it away. I completely actually agree with that. I kind of agree with it, too. Yeah. I find that, uh, you know, I mean, it's expected. Mm-hmm. The card is always expected. But I find that, you know, while some cards are as much as $6 a piece. Yeah. And I've, I've uh, you know, pretty much maxed out my gift-buying budget, you know, on whatever gift I'm giving you. Let's say it's I, I spent the full $10 uh, at the uh, Secret Santa, and yeah. now I'm supposed to give away a card, too. Yeah. Well, suddenly my six, my $10 purchase becomes a $16 purchase, not counting tax. I don't know why you're spending $6 on a card. Why, why wouldn't you just go to the discount rack at the Dollar General? Because sometimes those are the cards that speak to me the best. Oh, is it? Yes. You know, I uh, you know, anytime my kid needs a, pro, like a, a gift for a birthday party, mm-hmm. automatically $20 to Amazon. That's it. It's so nice much and easy. E- it's so much easier than going to have to buy a present for a kid that you don't even know and you don't know what they want and the mom says, "Well, she likes Barbies or something." And then, well, how many Barbies? You know, my kids got all these Barbies that we had to donate to uh, to other kids who didn't yeah. have them because they outgrow them. Yeah, they outgrow them, and they're all there's the same ones. You know, because many you know somebody picks the Barbie off the shelf, it's probably one of the more popular ones, right? And uh, it gets to be a pain in the ass. You know, I have a problem with the cards. I mean, yes, I, I you know, at some point you throw all the cards away. But there are certain, uh, there are certain kinds of cards that are just uh, terribly inadequate, mm-hmm. like sympathy cards. Yeah. Oh my God, they're awful. I yeah. mean, not only because someone is has died and passed on, and there's mourning and grief and all of that. Yeah. But the cards are terrible. They don't express how I feel about uh, the dead guy or the dead lady. They don't express how I feel about the uh, the grieving. Yeah. It's usually all of this sappy religious stuff that may or may not apply depending on who just died. You know, I must have gotten probably over a thousand of those. Yes. And, and most of them were the same. They were the same card. Yeah, because there's only a finite number of ways to say I'm sorry that uh, your friend died. You know, like th- it's just there's only so many yeah. different ways for somebody to say that. Or but they, but they cross the cross out the word friend and put wife. Yeah, on yeah, top they of put it. that up on there too. But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that uh, I understand that people like that. That's a way for them to offer some sort of because you you don't know what to do when somebody dies. When somebody dies and you you don't. You don't have any idea what the person needs or right. wants or whatever. So that's your way, and I get that. That's the way of, of offering, hey, look, I'm here for you. If mm-hmm. you need something, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but as far as other events go, like birthdays and weddings and stuff, I always give the wrong card on purpose because I think it's funny, and they all, they're – the person will more likely remember that than the cookie cutter card that they got from everybody else. You're absolutely right. So, you know, if you're ever doing a wedding, I'm getting you a bat mitzvah card. <laughs> Even though it's totally inappropriate for the uh, for the event, but it's the one you remember. Yeah, but it's, it's like, oh, why would, why would, oh, it's Nagel. Nagel gave me this. That's, I just like to, people to, to say, you know, what's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I know we did that when we received your wedding present. 
Yes. $100 of loose change. Uh, it was $200 of loose change. Oh, 200 I can't yes. take that back. Yeah, yes. $200. It's very, a very generous gift. And the lady at just the inconvenient. Bank, when the lady at the bank looked at when I said, uh, yeah, I'll have, uh, I'll have $200 in nickels, dimes, and pennies, please. <laughs> hey, could you put them in this, uh, in this uh, shoebox, please? Well, it looked like something the Unabomber would give somebody. It was a shoebox wrapped in duct tape, mm-hmm. and uh, it says not a bomb on it. Just, to, just we to would it. never have suspected it might have been, but yes, it was yeah. a, it was a, it was a. Believe it or not, uh, that was the probably it was not the first or last one we opened, but it's probably the first one we probably the one of the last gifts we did anything with. It just wanted to be in a box of loose change for a while until we to, finally brought it to like a coin star to coin. get to get the uh, the actual gift in its entirety. The coin star machine in front of the grocery store. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we did. We're we're so much in love. We cha- we cash in our change together. We've, we've never been to the coin star yeah. before. This is a milestone in our relationship. Um, there was something I was going to say about the cards, and now I now I forgot. Ah, that's all right. We'll move on to the next one. Crocs are not comfortable, but they are cute. I don't think they're cute. I don't think they're comfortable. Well, no, but they're good enough to put on if you need to go out and like take the trash out or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're gonna, you know, I have I have to walk to my garage to put the trash in the garage in the receptacle in the right. garage. So uh, yeah, I want to I want to easy put on shoe in order to do that. Our dog used to get wrapped up because we we put him out on a lead, right? So mm-hmm. whenever he has to go uh, take a grumpy, we put him out on the on the lead and he goes out. But for the longest time, he get wrapped up in all kinds of things, like a, like a bird feeder or a pole or whatever. And then you'd have to go out and you have to go untangle them and then let them loose. And, and then he'd run to the door. That's what we would do. And I would uh, I had a pair of uh, old Crocs mm-hmm. that uh, that I would put on, you know, if I was like barefoot in the house and I'd wear them. Even if it's even at a 25 yard walk, I realized I'm not real comfortable in these things, not just uh, physically, but just on a moral basis. You know, I I know that I look like a big giant douchebag when I wear those, and they're not even mine. My kid usually leaves the them by the door, and I'm like fitting my fat feet into them to walk. All I because I, I don't want to put on shoes. <laughs> I'm too lazy to I know. put on shoes if I'm doing a mundane task like taking the trash out. So you you know you get all that stuff on, and then you, you know I'm halfway down the walk, and I go. Oh, look at this. I'm in shorts. <laughs> I'm in uh, uh, an old T-shirt mm-hmm. and socks and Crocs. Uh, yeah, and an yeah. 11-year-old girl's Crocs. Yeah, right, right, right. Do your feet fart in them when you're uh, No, because you're I, wear, I wear socks if I'm going to wear I don't put them on barefoot. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't do that. When you put them on barefoot, your feet fart in the, in the uh, thing. It is kind of fun. That's uh, the best part about okay, it. But those are your Crocs, right? Yes, they actually yeah. they actually fit. There's actually like a like a suction thing that yeah. works between bare skin and rubber. See, uh, nobody in my life uh, would think I'm ridiculous enough to even want a pair of those. You, somebody well, bought uh, those well, for you. Yes, uh, yeah. my wife got them for me yeah. for that very purpose. Yeah. In you order know? to just slip on and uh, walk out. Well, because I had a like a pair of like uh, Adidas slides that I would put in, and like I could never find them when I needed them. And she said, "Well, you know, here's some here's we'll, here, we'll just get you some Crocs." You won't lose these. Well, I, I I know where one croc is. I don't know where the other one is at the moment. 
uh, and there have been times when I had to go get the dog in bare feet, and sometimes you just step on a landmine, and there you go. Do you think women do that uh, in order to make you less sexy on purpose? Oh, without a doubt. You know, yeah. But I don't think I need a pair of shoes to make that happen. No, but here you are. uh, You know, uh, you were a single guy at one point Mm -hmm. uh, after your divorce and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, you're showing your peacock feathers. What? Yeah, you're showing your peacock feathers. Now, all of a sudden, you know, she's got you. She doesn't want any other girl uh, to do that. She's like, you know what? I'm going to get you Crocs. Yeah. That'll, That'll make... All the ladies fall for you. That will make you as as unappealing as possible. This is the sexiest you will ever be in your Crocs <sighs> out in the driveway. That's a uh, that's an upsetting prospect, isn't it? Uh, here's another one. Bringing a lunch to work sucks. You bring it, it never heats up properly. You're annoying others by running it through the microwave at different time increments to try your best at having a decent lunch. It's got 14 other people's lunch essences all over it from being in the microwave before yours. Mm-hmm. It's the worst if you're a vegetarian and someone recently heated up their chicken. Sometimes the dish you just uh, you bring just plain out isn't good as a leftover. It's all around a terrible idea. You know, um, I'm not going to name names, and it's probably nobody that uh, many of you know, but we've had some employees here over the years that always brought their own food. Well, Leslie was famous for that. Leslie uh, would do that, but, yeah. and Leslie would cook fish. Yeah, which was the most disgusting thing to smell at 5 o'clock in the morning when you walk into a building. Absolutely horrible. So if you went up to the to the kitchen, because uh, we have a commissary kitchen up there, she'd, uh, she'd microwave the fish, which makes the whole kitchen smell like fish. Mm-hmm. We also had a guy that didn't believe in the microwave and wanted to use the oven uh, that was up there. And also had a bit of forgetfulness. Many, many times the food in, his, in the oven would uh, would burn or light on fire. The smoke alarm would go off sometimes. Yes, because the dude would forget that he was hungry. I forgot the wizard. Exactly my yeah, point. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, no. listen, do yourself a favor. Go out and Go out and get lunch. Yeah, go out and get lunch. Yeah, but that gets expensive. I understand what this person is saying. Like, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, you don't want to bring your lunch and do all that rigmarole uh, to to get your lunch heated up. But how much money do you have that you can go buy lunch every single day? Well, I mean that's that's true. But I mean, if you say, for instance, pulled around the office for a little bit and said, "Hey, let's go get a pizza or something," or "Let's uh, let's go get something else," then everyone's kind of contributing to the lunch. Or they're taking it out of petty cash, or yeah, or they're uh, you know, uh, <laughs> swipe swiping yeah. very important station funds to get their lunch. I, I always uh, get a little annoyed about that. Yeah, we come in, uh, you know, the next day, and there's like evidence of lunch that mm-hmm. had been eaten that had been purchased by this company, and yet nobody asked us if we wanted anything. Oh, well, you weren't here. Not here when we order lunch. Well, see, that's just it. Okay. Well, we're not here. We're here for breakfast. How come somebody's not going out and buying us breakfast? I would love an omelet right now. That sounds pretty good, actually. Yeah. Or I an would egg mu- sandwich. Yes. Even uh, even just uh, like uh, you know, some pastries would be good. Or uh, or donuts. Yeah, any kind of thing. Yes. Anything. I don't see anything like that. That's, that's the one thing this place uh, lacks is someone willing to go out and buy food for other people. This place lacks many things, but that's the one thing that it really lacks. Is, yes. Is breakfast. And breakfast, two-ply toilet paper, and a producer for the Bax and Nagel show. That's, those are the three things that we are very, very far behind on. You know, I, uh, I asked the boss uh, all these things, and he's like, 
you know, son, you want to put uh, want in one hand and uh, and crap in the other and see which one gets full first. And we're never getting any of that, that stuff. That doesn't even make any sense. I don't even. <laughs> well, yeah, you put want, I want, yeah. in one hand, and then you put crap in the other, and uh, the, the crap hand is going to get filled first. Do you understand that? I understand that. It's, you know, these are, these are needs we're talking about. Producer, two-ply toilet paper, breakfast. It's not complicated. We're not getting any of that stuff. I know we're not getting any of that. We could we could hire a part-time producer. We should have a contest. Be the producer. Yeah, of the producer best. of the day. Yeah, producer of the producer of the week. We have to do a week. All right, we'll give you a week worth of training. Yeah, and no pay. You just have to do stuff for us. And the number one thing is going out and getting us breakfast. All right, well then you're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. You know how people like uh, you're an honorary sheriff's deputy for the day. Yes. If somebody brings us something, hey, you're the honorary producer of the didn't, day. Didn't we used to do a thing many many years ago where like a listener could like a uh, win a night on the on the air and they could do their own radio show and like a uh, hey ma I'm on Rock 102 or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, something yeah. like. Well, why couldn't we do that for our uh, for our opening? We could. That would be a disaster. Yes, so, it would. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's why, why in my head, it. I've already kind of discounted the idea. It's uh, 724 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at ggings.com. ggings.com. 732. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Serve You Locksmith. They got a key for that. St. James Avenue in Springfield or serveyoulocksmith.com. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A tractor-trailer fire caused standstill traffic on the eastbound side of the pike last night, according to State Trooper Brandon Doherty, which uh, we mentioned last hour. His theme song when he gets out of the car should be, I fight a Doherty and a Doherty always wins. <laughs> That's great. A uh, tractor trailer caught on fire. Fire crews from West Springfield and Westfield were in the area to put that fire out. All lanes of the eastbound side of the Mass Pike were closed around 7.15 p.m. Now, there's no update. They didn't say when it was reopened or whatever, but it was around mile marker 43.4. Hey, you, know, you know that one. You don't need to know all that information. That's between the Westfield and West Springfield exits. Again, that's another like four or five mile stretch where there's nowhere to get off. You can't get off anywhere. Well... If you're standing well, still you in traffic, you can do whatever the hell you want. If you're ambidextrous, you probably could. Yeah, yeah. You know, drive with one hand and play time with the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the people. I, I saw it all over Facebook. People were, like, stuck in traffic and bitching about it. And Damn. Well, see, this is the problem. You know, you one it only takes one person to mess it up for everybody or a couple people to mess it up and everybody else has to suffer. Well, that's usually the way it goes, isn't it? You ever been in one of those uh, traffic jams where you can actually get out of your car and walk around for a little bit? Luckily, I have never experienced that. I have been in those. Yeah. A couple of times. New York State Thruway. Terrible. Remember uh, years ago, uh, people were playing Mad Libs in a traffic jam. Yelling out the window, asking if you had a verb or an adjective. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty cool idea. It's a good idea. Yeah. Well, who, doesn't love, who doesn't laugh hysterically during a Mad Lib? This was the days before cell phones and, you know, kids having their heads down in the car. Kids today, I have no uh, no recollection or appreciation for a good old-fashioned ad uh, Mad Lib. The uh, Springfield police arrested nine individuals after an anti-John undercover prostitution operation that was conducted on 
Tuesday afternoon. The following were arrested and charged with pay for sexual conduct in less than a five-hour span. How do you get that many horny dudes in one neighborhood at once? And and in less than a five-hour span, and nobody around going, hey, uh, there's a looks like there's a sting operation going on down there. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know... If, when they do those roadblocks for the DUI thing, mm-hmm. eventually, after like an hour and a half, somebody goes, hey, don't go Columbus Avenue. They're doing that state roadblock down there. You would, you would think you just know. by word of mouth and yeah. through social networking that people could uh. you know, let everybody know, hey, they're, yeah. they're busting Johns down here. Yeah, there's a fake cop down there asking for sex. Of Avoid the hooker with a mustache. But again, afternoon delight. Gonna buy me a hooker, mm-hmm. gonna hold her tight. Gonna grab some afternoon delight. Right in the South End, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna do it right in the South End. That does sound like a yeah. But then there's that sting. Speaking of which, I'm going down there tomorrow. I got to pick up some food. I uh, ordered some food from um, AC Produce. Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. you you raved about them before. Uh, it was I I did a wedding uh la- two year I don't know about a year or two ago. Yeah. And um, I, it was like the best eggplant parmesan I ever had in my life. Really? And, and you couldn't, I didn't know, like they didn't have these big, they don't usually do that at weddings with a big sign saying who the caterer was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I had asked the bride, I said, who is the caterer? And she's like, oh, that was AC Produce. And I'm like, I, it was one of those things that I just thought it was a fruit place. Like I like that's what I thought. I've ne- I, I didn't know never, that either. I had never been in there. It's it's not only well they do have fruits and vegetables there, but they it's a provisional food stuff too. They have like sandwiches and and pre made foods. And now uh, is the uh, was the uh, eggplant parmesan mushy? No, it was like perfect. <sighs> it was like it's like the perfect breaded eggplant. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I the, the the thing I ordered uh, for uh, I'm having a couple of people over on on the weekend. Uh, I I ordered a chicken parmesan. Oh, what time should we be there? Uh, you're not coming unless you want to hang out with a bunch of 11-year-olds and, uh, you know. Well, parents. it sounds like a lot of fun. How do yeah. you know the 11-year-old is going to want the chicken parm? Because I asked the birthday girl what she wanted. Oh, I see. Yeah. Mm. Usually with the birthday girl gets what the birthday girl wants. I guess I'll have to find something else to do on Saturday <clears throat> or Sunday, whenever this party I'm not invited to is. My my kids don't ask for presents. Isn't that weird? What do they ask for? They ask for like, oh, can we have a party and uh, buy food and uh, have my friends over? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'll usually buy them a present eventually, but uh, you know, when the actual birthday comes around. But uh, that's that's a good trade off. You know, I uh, I kind of uh, understand that. If somebody asked me what I wanted for Christmas or yeah. a birthday, food, a large you know food uh, and friends, chicken parm would be terrific. Well, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, know, the food and friends. That's that that's brings everybody together. Our buddy the Hawkman messaged me uh, yesterday, day before, wanted to know what I wanted for Christmas, and I didn't get a chance to respond. But I was like, dude, you already sent me a fruitcake off season. I think we're I think we're I think we're even here. I think you've done enough. He got you all those candies, all those cappuccino flavored candies. Yeah. You know, you don't. What more do you possibly need? You've done everything. Um, yeah, I don't need anything else. No. Yeah, and he bought me that meat thermometer over the summer. And to use it, I've been using it every time I've been doing using that smoker. Now the way to do it. This is how you get the de- fresh, delicious meat off your smoker <sighs> by having the temperature, internal temperature, perfect.
you got to know what uh, you got to know what the temperature is to do it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, police were on the scene in Munson after uh, locating a man with a possible firearm inside of a residence last night. According to Munson police, they responded to Mayhill Road near Bumstead Road around 5:30 p.m. to conduct a well-being check. Bumstead. I know it's a nice street yeah. in Munson, but I would be a little hesitant telling everybody I lived on Bumstead. Yeah, right. Is there, are there any other streets that you know of that sound great, but they're not? Uh, or vice versa, like this one, where it's a nice street, but it has a weird name to it? Isn't there a the trailer park in Springfield called The Better Way? Yes. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The Better Way. Like, there's got to be a better way. Upon arrival, officials said that they determined there was possibly a person inside the home with a firearm. Officers from Munson, Hamden, Palmer, East Longmeadow, and State Police responded to the scene. I'm guessing this is one of those swatting things. Because you don't just send a bunch of cops over like that for a well-being check. Somebody says, hey, uh, you know, this guy's got a gun. Then that prompts the response like that. Maybe. But I don't think, uh, you know, just doing that. I don't know. Anyway, Cruz and Palmer responded to Pine Hill Drive Wednesday evening for reports of a shed fire. According to Palmer Fire Rescue, crews were dispatched to the wooded area at the end of Pine Hill Drive shortly before 5.30 p.m. Uh, Firefighters arrived and found a makeshift shed on fire with the flames extending to the surrounding brush. There's been no word on what caused the fire. Well, the shed uh, decided, hey, I'm going to blight this forest on fire. Can I stop you right here and congratulate you? What for saying? What was it? The, uh, the 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 what was the thing that the the, the shed burning? It was like like a, like a, there was like a, an alliteration you did, like the like the like the makeshift shed, the makeshift shed. Yeah, you have any idea how dangerous that would be if you were saying it too fast? Uh, yeah. Because I'm thinking in makeshift. my head, makeshift shed. That's not that bad. Listen. I can't tell you how many times uh, I almost said the wrong thing when we were doing the live show at City Stage. Oh, yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying? Well, you could say it at City Stage. You just couldn't could say, say it, it on the radio. on the air talking about City Stage. By the way, there's Fisher, Dick, Road, and Ware. <laughs> I like that one. Is that a cul-de-sac? Uh, probably. <laughs> no outlet. <laughs> Where do you live? On Fisher Dick. <laughs> you should have seen the one that got oh, away. Oh, God. That was a huge one. <laughs> Are you trolling on Fisher Dick? Oh, yeah. We're, we're searching for trout on... We're tr- what was the thing that Caitlin said this morning? Was the... <laughs> sniffing for trout on Fisher Dick Road? <laughs> That should kind of be the end of it, but we, <laughs> yeah, we have more stuff There's to more go. To but do. but, uh, but uh, there are, uh, you know, streets and roads like that. I, I don't know. Good I, uh, Lord. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, now that Halloween is behind us, here comes Thanksgiving stories. You ready? Yes. Actually, most people have skipped over to Christmas. I was just in uh, Costco yesterday. All the Christmas stuff is out. Oh, yeah. And it has been out for weeks. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen that, too. Uh, We've already heard of how the average dinner will cost more this year thanks to inflation and other factors, which is a really important reason why you need to donate down to the uh, the Mayflower Marathon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one store just announced a throwback sale. Aldi, which has 2,200 stores in 38 states, is giving customers a break by selling certain Thanksgiving staples at their 2019 prices. 
It's only been three years, and you're having a throwback sale to three years ago. It's not like we're rolling the clock back to 1955, and uh, you can get a can of green beans for 39 cents. Right. You know, this but is that shows you how out of whack the economy is. Yeah. Uh, not everything is resetting to its old price, but a few things they mentioned in the press release include stuffing, rolls, apple pies, and certain types of wine. They say the items will be discounted up to 30%. In other Thanksgiving news, Campbell started selling a special plate for Thanksgiving sides this week, and it immediately sold out. A special plate. If you didn't get one, you're not missing out. It's just a plastic plate with dividers for five sides so they don't touch each other. I, I, I don't That's need That's a little kid thing. Yeah, that, I, and I don't need that for Thanksgiving. I want my stuff to be touching itself. I'm still focused on Fisher Dick Road. Right? I know, it's hard to yeah, get that out of your yeah, head. Uh, each, each one was $15, and all the proceeds went to Feeding America. Oh, yes. Loaded up with plastic <laughs> to feed America. There you go. Campbell's also did a poll that found two-thirds of Americans like Thanksgiving sides more than turkey, and half of us would be okay only having sides. I've always said this. I'm not a turkey. I like turkey, but I don't like it so much where it's necessary for me to have uh, it. See, I, I love turkey. But I, and I, but I love but I, and I love the sides too. But I love the turkey and the gravy. But Those tur- are my two favorite things. But turkey is too like there's too much of a fine line between dry turkey and moist turkey. That's why you got to have the gravy. Yeah, I know. But even with the gravy, sometimes it's like uh, it's like Clark Griswold chewing that. T- <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's because some people. I mean, some people do overcook their turkey. Yeah. Because I, you know they don't have the right technique down. But man, I tell you what, when a turkey is done well. Fantastic. The five favorites are mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes, green bean casserole, stuffing, and macaroni and cheese. I've never had macaroni and cheese at the Thanksgiving table. Uh, no, not in, my, not in my family. Green bean casserole. Though. Oh, yeah. That was like one of my favorites. I'll rip through that. I thought my mom invented that. She didn't. Until I went to somebody else and they got it off the back of the French's onion can, too. Yeah, no, she didn't, uh, she didn't invent that. And I thought she invented those patunas for Lent. She didn't invent that either. No, that was she a didn't. Hellman's mayonnaise nope. recipe. Nope. Damn it. My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Classic Rock. Rock. It's 751. And White Snake with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 67. It is uh, four or 34 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, before you get into this next exciting feature, mm-hmm. uh, tonight I'm going to be at uh, Nathan Bill's Bar and Restaurant. On Pylon Pond Road for some celebrity bartending Mm -hmm. for a Meg's Cure, uh, Fight for a Cure. Uh, Alyssa Conselmo uh, is a a young lady who is uh, suffering from Huntington's disease, uh, and they're looking to to redo her bedroom to make it more handicap accessible uh, as her needs of her care uh, you know, change and increase. Right. Huntington's disease is a, is a terrible, terrible horrible, condition. Horrible, horrible. And uh, I've known the Conselmo family for quite a while. It's a great cause. It's a really cool, uh, you know, you know, event tonight. Loads of celebrities. I'll be uh, bartending with Will Reichelt, the mayor of West Springfield, and Mr. Barry Krieger tonight. Again, starts at five thirty, ends at uh, eight o'clock at Nathan Bill's on Island Pond Road in Springfield. Will's not even old enough to drink. Yeah, no, he is. He's actually 21 years old. Really? Yes, hmm. I swear to God. When did that happen? About a month ago. Learned something new every day. That's right. Speaking of which. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Sometimes you, you got a question. You know, when they say uh, no idea is a bad idea, 
yes, there are some bad ideas when you're in like one of those th- meet boardroom think tanks. Yes. An Ohio police department is in hot water after dressing up their horses as ghosts, but many people in the community accuse them of dressing in, uh, the horses up in traditional KKK robes. Here are the members of the community voicing their concern and Lake County Sheriff Frank Leon Bruno apologizing. A sheriff's office, you know, that's supposed to be out there protecting people. And if I saw that on my street, I would be terrified. That was in very poor execution for a ghost. If you go back and look at pictures of the Ku Klux Klan, it's like the exact replica of what the horses look like. I'm sorry that perception was there. It was never our intention to do that. Certainly the lights decorating it. I I certainly didn't see any clan members decorated for Halloween. (sighs) Okay. Well, you know, when that uh, wasn't intended. No, no, just the way it, uh, it, at least the way it looked, at least when Mel Brooks did it in Blazing Saddles, if you remember, uh, it was at the, uh, the executioner, the, at the, 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 (laughs) there was a noose around the clan member's head yeah. and also a noose around the horse's head. Which also had a uh, like a sheet type thing on it. Exactly. Yeah. See, now that's comedy. This really wasn't really meant with any comedic effect. No, but I bet you somebody who uh, loves Blazing Saddles uh, uh, thought that, hey, you know what, if we dress this horse up that way. But even, yeah, even you, then, you get to the point where you know the, the sheriff says th- that wasn't intended to be that way. Well, once you dress the first horse, before you even take it out of the little stable, hey, uh, you think this? Uh, you think this looks all right going out in public like this? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it doesn't look. Like, they look like ghosts. It just looks like a spooky horse. You see what you want to see. Yeah, uh, I would. <laughs> imagine what the spider in Charlotte's Web would be saying about this whole debacle. <laughs> Racist horse. Can't believe she spelled it correctly. I, yeah, well, she was very good. She was very smart. Uh, let's see. A flight attendant who posts uh, travel tips on TikTok has been racking up the hits with her three things you should never be afraid to tell a flight attendant. Here we go. Three things you should never be afraid to tell a flight attendant. First, if you are any kind of medical professional, an EMT, an RN, a doctor, let us know because we always want to know who our ABPs are. Second, if you're afraid to fly, please tell us. We want to be able to keep an eye on you and give you that extra support that you need if you're an anxious flyer. And last, if you are not feeling well on a flight, please let us know. We want to be able to do as much as we can to help you. We want to keep an eye on you so that we can rapidly respond if there really is a medical emergency. So never be afraid to tell us that. You know, the thing about the doctor, it reminds me of that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode where Ed Bigley Jr. was a doctor on the plane right next to Larry and some guy's having a medical issue and uh, and, and the flight attendant's like, is anybody on the plane a doctor? And he looks at Ed Bigley and he's like, you're a doctor? And he's like, mm, no. Uh, like, <laughs> like, it's not his time right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm off the, I'm I'm off the, the clock. clock. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> Uh, Scott Stapp, best known for his song With Arms Wide Open by Creed, can easily laugh along with the fact that he's a meme. In fact, uh, the song is about his son, and even he laughed at the meme of his dad. Here's Scott talking about it. I'm proud I'm a meme. How many people get to be a meme? One day I was driving my, my nephew and my son, my oldest son, Jagger, giggling in the back seat. I was like, what are you guys laughing at? And they were, just kept laughing. 
And then all of a sudden I hear, we're home. <laughs> and then my nephew just busts out laughing. You know what I mean? And my own son, who I wrote the song about, is making fun of me, mimicking my voice. Yeah. Go ahead and make fun of me, kid. I've made over a million dollars in royalties alone on that one Listen, song. You named your kid Jagger Stapp. He's got a yeah. lot of anger in him. Jagger. Yeah, I was driving with my son Jagger and my, my daughter Keith Richards. And... Uh, <laughs> And this is our, Charlie new, Watts. Our, our new dog, Bill Wyman, right here. Yeah, my Charlie Watts. <laughs> uh, and then uh, one last clip here. Uh, I was going to play the the World Series no hitter thing, but who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big it's uh, a big it's deal, a big but thing, you know but what? It'd be bigger deal if it was a Red Sox or a Yankees player. That for, I agree, yeah. as opposed to those cheater Houston Astros. Uh, a man recorded uh, several times when his feisty foreign mother tried to say pumpkin pie and made a supercut <laughs> of it. Here's that. Uh, pancake pie. What? Pancake pie. I want pancake pie. Do you really think it's called pancake pie? No, no, it's similar to pancake pie. Of course, no. Pancake is pancakes. It's the the. <laughs> Pancake, but no pancake. <laughs> What's it called? Pink, pink pie. <laughs> How many times I have to get me to give me the the pancake pie? <laughs> I want a telephone for the pancake pie. Whatever it is, pancake pie. Idiot. Tell you that was better than hearing about a stupid yeah. no hitter. That 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 video's a, a little. That's an older video, but it, it makes me laugh every single time I see it. Uh, and Great then stuff. we have we have this. Uh, Great contest going yes, on right now. Yes, it is Thunderbird Thursday today. The uh, Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be taking on the Providence Bruins on Saturday. We have four tickets on the ice for a Saturday's game, four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner that can all be yours to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. It's a Thunderbird Thursday. And and that's also the game that starts the collections for the whole month of November. For the Mayflower for the Marathon. Mayflower Marathon. So, so you bring, bring your donations. Bring down. your canned goods. Hey, look, if you even if you win the, the, the prize pack here, you still should bring some canned goods with you. With of you. course you should. Yeah. It all helps the good cause in the Springfield Open Pantry. It's seven fifty eight. Scott Zolak coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, I've lived in New England for most of my adult life. I love New England. Love the breathtaking foliage, our beautiful seashores, our spectacular interstate highway system, including, but not limited to, the convenience of the Massachusetts Turnpike. New England is a remarkable place filled with picturesque landscapes and friendly freaking faces on every street corner. So when I hear about some whiny-ass crybaby bitching about New England sports fans, I just want to ball up my fist and show them what they're for. This week on the otherwise irrelevant New Heights podcast featuring Kansas City Chiefs tight end Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother, Eagles offensive lineman Jason, there was a brief discussion about the fans of the New England Patriots. And while many of us who live in New England have no legitimate philosophical or personal problem with Patriots fans, the Kelsey brothers certainly do, primarily due to the way that Patriots fans have treated their mother. According to Travis Kelsey, quote, I absolutely hate playing the Patriots. I'm mad at them for calling out my mom on the stand. Uh, he then explains, your mama jokes are cool, but when you tell them to me, that's fine, but not my mom. Like when my mom's leaving the stadium, she's getting heckled. You know, that's just effing low blows, man. Dude, I don't know how to tell you this, but your brother, the dude that's co-hosting your podcast, plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. 
those fans would insult their own mothers. New England fans only heckle the mothers of opposing players, and as far as I'm concerned, those mothers are fair game. Sure, everyone gets all sensitive when their mom's getting clobbered by insults, but I'm pretty sure that the elderly Mrs. Kelsey can handle a few off-putting comments. She did, after all, raise two NFL football players who, as it turns out, play for teams that Patriots fans don't particularly care for. There's also a very real possibility that their mom is kind of a jerk, and if that's the case, she has nobody to blame but herself and her two knuckle-dragon sons. But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, every home should have a few basic power tools, a cordless drill, maybe a jigsaw. See AJ, the power tool expert of the Ludlow Rockies. AJ loves talking power tools. Good people like AJ and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 811. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Sunny and 67 today. It's 34 in downtown Springfield. Always great to welcome back Scott Zolak, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the National Football League. Scott, how you doing? Doing great, guys. How we doing? Real good. Hey, uh, by the way, how I got are you? Yeah, uh, well, we're, <laughs> we could be doing a lot better, but I, I got to tell you, I was uh, I was taking my uh, my 12 year old to an ABBA tribute show the other night. And uh, usually I, I would watch the game on TV, but I actually got a chance to listen to you at length uh, do your do your uh, your commentary. Uh, you're a great you you are a great broadcaster. I I, I want to compliment you I, on that. I really appreciate that. And I, I think what we try to do is just paint that picture. If you know, if your eyes are closed and you can't sit there like a TV guy and say, "Well, you just saw this and you just saw that," because you really didn't see it if you're listening to us. Yeah, the, you know? theater of yeah. the mind. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. And, so, and, uh, and it hadn't been for the music God. of ABBA, he would never have known this. Yeah, that's right. If if it wasn't for I ABBA, I, I love ABBA too. Yeah, I love who, ABBA. Who doesn't? Hey, uh, let's talk about uh, let's talk about last Sunday here for for a little bit. How important sure. was that win? Uh, over over the Jets. I mean, you know, I'm reading things like you know this has saved their season. I I, I don't know if I, I go yeah. that far yet, but it was a big win for the Patriots. I would. I would. You lose that game, we're in a lot of hell, a lot of trouble. And uh, these interviews pretty much don't get fun anymore because then you're just riding the season out. And I've been on <laughs> some of those teams where you got no, nothing to play for, nothing to look forward to, and the, the place is dead, and you know people don't want to go to your games anymore. Um, you needed that. You needed to win, whether it was 10-6, 10-9. I don't care how bad you played. Find a way to win that game. They did. And uh, it was pretty deflating for the Jets. I mean, you look at the Jets, you're 5-2 and two going into that game. That place, we've been going down to MetLife now for, shoot, 30 years I have. Uh, 10 years just doing games, uh, you know, the play-by-play. I've never seen a pregame tailgate at MetLife the way it was on Sunday. And I'm like, holy cow, Jets fans think this is real. They did. And uh, you took it right out from under, and you made their quarterback look terrible. Uh, but that defense is legit. Jets got a lot of good players. Uh, their front seven's uh, a lot to handle, and so is Sauce Gardner on the outside. One of the things that that, that leaps out, though, is uh, the offensive line problems the Patriots have right now. There's no way that a, a covering Mac Jones should have been sacked that many times. I mean, that's that was a pretty poor performance by them. Yeah, it was. It just wasn't one guy. It was the guard, you know, Cole Strange. Then they put um, Isaiah Wynn back inside. Then Marcus Cannon had problems. Trent Brown. You name it. It starts up front with David Andrews not being there. You know, David got that really vicious hit on him in that Chicago game. So I think he's going to miss his second game with a concussion. Hopefully we'll have him back. Uh, probably just try and get him to the bye. 
You know, after this game, you got to buy, get him another week rest. I think that's a smart thing to do because it all starts with him in the middle. He makes all the line calls. Uh, you know, James Ferris is really like a practice squad guy, sort of a backup swing guard, uh, center type guy that now has to go in there and call the shots. And we got to get Mac Jones up and flying. And I think I think Mac took a step in the right direction last week. Um, you know, take that pick six decision out of it. Uh, I thought he played well, especially in that second half. Um, but uh, it was a good call and a late hit on him. You can't hit the quarterback high when he's defenseless. Uh, that's the way they're calling those plays in the league, whether Jets fans like it or not. That's the way it's going to get called. When uh, when the Patriots, I mean, this this week was also the uh, the trading deadline. The Patriots didn't make any major trades at all. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, so people are asking Bill Belichick about this, and and you know, he's kind of given a, he's kind of given a, a, a stereotypical answer. It's like you know, you know, we may have come close on a, on, a, on a couple of deals, but at the end of it, they didn't they didn't pull the trigger. Is I mean, does is that no? But is, I, but what I'm what I'm saying is, ahead. I mean, does that mean anything? I mean, is it like the fact that they didn't make a deal or they couldn't close on a deal? Yeah, is that them just being complacent with what they've got, or are they, or did they legitimately have a chance at something? I think I think what what they had a chance at was maybe one of the high high type players, and you look at guys that went like. Uh, you know, Hawkinson, you know, they, he gets traded within his own division. Now, that's a guy at tight end making $10 million bucks. You guys saw the Bradley Chubb numbers today, right? $120 million over five years, 63 guaranteed. They had to do a long-term deal. The problem with trading for a guy like that or Quinn from Chicago or Roquan Smith, the linebacker, is you're talking about $15, $20 million a year players. Right. And then after that, there's a massive drop-off. Now, Bill will do the deal if it's right, like, he did it for a keep to leave midway through that season, you know, before we got amped up for those late Super Bowl runs. Um, he went, who helped him, you know, win Super Bowls. So if Bill feels the deal is right and he needs that massive piece, I just think it's high, real high end shopping. And then the drop off was major in between the next guys that were available. Like you could have went and got a chase Kate Claypool um, out of uh, Pittsburgh, but then you got to come in here and learn the whole offense halfway through the year. To, you know, this year's been tough on receivers here. And that's not to say Claypool couldn't pick it up, but, you know, it's it's hard to, to, to invest that type of money, bring that player in. Like, Chubb's really – Chubb and Roquan Smith are the only two guys I really would have looked at. Yeah. But now you're talking about astronomical money moving forward. Did you uh, did you see this story? Uh, I mean, you you I mean you've been around the league long enough to know that there are certain fans yeah. around the league that are jerks, and there are certain fans around the league that are terrific. Um, there's yeah. there was this podcast between the the two Kelsey brothers, Travis, yeah, and, Kelsey brother and, and Jason, playing about New England. Say saying that I think, they, I think they, it's a Gronkowski thing. Well, the funny thing about it is, you know, they're complaining that you know Patriots fans were insulting uh, their mother. But Jason uh, Kelsey plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. Those those fans would insult their own mother first before they would insult the mother of somebody else. Yeah, they threw, they threw snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. So don't, don't forget that. Um, I couldn't recognize my own mother barely walking out of a game. What did she have? Hey, I'm Jason. I'm Jason Kelsey's mom tattooed on her, on her forehead. Or like, how do you even know it's his mother? I don't know. That's my question. And my family, when I played, we went to Buffalo. And my little sister and my mother had beers dumped on them right on her head because mm-hmm. they had Patriots jerseys on. <laughs> so, I mean, this happens everywhere. Okay? They just don't like New England. I think we took a couple Super Bowls from them, so they're a little salty about that. And I think he's salty about the Gronkowski stuff. But Ralph was a better tight end, a true tight end. 
Gronkowski's yeah. a great receiving tight end. I don't think he's a true tight end. Gronkowski was the last great real tight end. I think George Kittle's the next one. All right, now let's talk about the Colts, okay? Oh, fun. Yeah, they <laughs> lost two straight, fresh off of uh, dropping their Week 8 contest to the uh, the Commanders. Now, due to their collective struggles through the season, they benched former starting quarterback Matt Ryan in favor yeah. of Sam Ellinger. Now, they also dealt away with uh, running back uh, Hines uh, to the Buffalo Bills at Tuesday's uh, trade deadline. Still, it should be noted, though, that the Indianapolis uh, defeated the Pats 27-17 in Week 15 of the 21 season and uh, did so with many of the same pieces in place. Now, as the Pats begin their preparations for this weekend's game against the Colts, let's take a look at how the three Pats who were uh, on the block uh, can help the team uh, earn their fifth victory in 2022. What a good question that is. That's... How old is that question? It's, like a <laughs> it's not a question. It was a talking point, Scott. Uh, please stay with me. I, I don't you know why. I just complimented you on what a great broadcast you are. I'm giving you useful information that you could use. And uh, right. and you're, you're asking me whether that's a question or not. Damian Harris, let's talk about him. Yeah, here's, here's, here's the thing with the Colts. They are the most, I would say they're the most disappointing team in the National Football League in 2022. Like, a lot of people had them pegged for, like, dark horse, contender, Super Bowl candidate. They literally had the same exact team. We went over the, went over the roster yesterday, except for quarterback. You know, Carson Wentz was there a year ago. Now, Wentz had decent numbers. When you watch Wentz play, he wasn't very good. I mean, he 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 almost handed that game back to us in December. We went in there, you know, nine and four at the time, number one seed and everything. We were cranking, and our season went upside down after that game. Like we we lost two games after that, and then got our ass kicked in the playoffs. Uh, but that's the same exact team, except for their quarterback. They fired their offensive coordinator, Frank Reich's calling the plays. Now they got this kid Sam Ellinger. He went to Texas. He's a high-production guy, played a lot. Like he started as a true freshman in Texas and played four years there. But he's a little guy, so he slipped down into like the sixth round. So they don't have a lot of tape on him. This could be a dangerous game because, you know, it's kind of like zapping. You know, you throw this kid out there and you don't know what you're going to get from him. So it's, it's, he's probably pretty tough to game plan against. You're going to have to adjust as a game plan as the game goes on. But I mean, it's going to be 75 and sunny on Sunday. This uh, Gillette Stadium should be liquored up. Yeah. Oh, People yeah. Should, that place should be humming. That, that, that if you want to get your mother insulted, that's the game to go to. <laughs> exactly, by some guy from Revere that wears shorts. Yeah, yeah the, the jean shorts. There's the, a lot of jean shorts on Sunday. The warm weather always brings out the insults more. <laughs> that's it's absolutely yeah. true. Well, I don't know about that. Schnapps yeah. and Jaeger bombs can do the same thing. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. We'll do that. You get that. They get that one long board, right? Where you you glue five shot glasses on it, five people do a shot at the same time. <laughs> you know what else? Okay. Those are fun. There you go. Scott Zolak, we'll talk to you next week. I'll see you guys. Can't wait. All Thank right, Scott guys. Zolak, brought to you by Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL. It's 821 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. <laughs> Rock, 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 826. And Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. <sighs> you know what? Uh, we're lucky we don't have a lot of meetings. You don't have to like sit through long meetings. The moment you say on the air that we don't have meetings is the moment someone from uh, our corporate office start, hears it and says, you guys need to have more meetings. Okay, but you know what? I've never been part of a six-hour meeting. Oh, That's a God. long meeting. Yeah, I, I know. I'm reading this headline on Mass Live. Exhausted Amherst counselors and six-hour meeting without consensus on police incident. Six hours and you didn't come to any agreement. That is way too long. If you can't get it done in an hour, yeah. Well, then what are the other five hours really getting you? 
counselors adjourned Tuesday's six-hour-long meeting without consensus on what uh, the body might hope to accomplish regarding the July 5th incident where police responding to a noise complaint told a group of Utes they have no rights. Uh, Were there bathroom breaks allowed? There probably was. Six hours. Uh, Were snacks provided? Yeah. This should have ended at the two-hour mark. Obviously, you're not getting anywhere after two hours, even three, You're uh, to say, you know what, uh, let's adjourn and pick this back up on uh, next Wednesday. My attention span has an expiration date. Like, if something is going on too long, I, in my head, I just, I like zone out and, and I, I no longer participate or listen. You know, it, it could be a concert, it could be a meeting, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, I say, all right, let's put the brakes on yeah, this. Yeah, you check it out. Of course. Yeah. How, are you supposed to, how are you supposed to be that dialed in for six hours? I mean, it, it, for most people, it's just not possible. I don't know. You got one guy with ADD in that room. It, the whole thing is going to go blown to hell. Yeah, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> what are we here for? Remember that time uh, we were interviewing uh, uh, Tommy Cross uh, from the Thunderbirds? Yeah. And uh, I just was uh, completely checked out. I believe that was every conversation you had with Tommy Cross. Well, and, and that's nothing to do with Tommy it, Cross. Nothing Tommy's to do a great with Tommy guy. Cross. It was just these mitigating circumstances that were under that interview. Right. Uh, but then I asked a question that had already been asked and I didn't, because uh, I wasn't paying attention at all to the conversation. I remember that. Uh, that that was way less worse than sitting through a six-hour meeting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it was uh, it was awkward. There's no doubt about that. But I think the longest meeting we've ever had here was about two hours, and that was that was like a like an hour and fifteen minutes too long. Two hours. That's a long time to be in a meeting yeah. here. Yeah. And I want to get in, involved in why we were having that meeting for two hours, but it was m- largely pointless. Was that the really uh, uncomfortable one we had? <laughs> Which one was that? I can't say what the subject matter was, yeah. but there was one that was really uncomfortable. No, I don't think that was the that, one. That was about uh, 16 years ago. This one actually may have preceded you, if I'm... Uh, if I'm Oh, thinking hey, correctly. How about that? Yeah, that's going way back. It, 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 it's most of us have never fully recovered from it. That's why we've never done it a second time. Got eight thirty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you traded it or not. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Stop the presses. The centerpiece of your Thanksgiving meal is going to cost a lot more this year, largely due to a turkey shortage driven by an avian flu outbreak. That's why? Yeah. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the average turkey will cost about $1.99 a pound as opposed to a dollar. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You you could do that. Price is right, yeah. Yeah. $1.99 a pound used to be $1.15. That would screw anybody up on the prices, right? No kidding. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Drew. I'm going to go with the dollar... A dollar nineteen. I'm going with a dollar thirty-five. Ding 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 ding. Actual retail price, dollar ninety-nine. Oh, I won. How about that? I get to play Plinko. Um, what's pushing these prices up almost seventy-five percent? In part, a turkey shortage. Turkeys are more scarce this year due to widespread domestic outbreak of the highly contagious avian flu. 
It's we interesting. Have vaccines for these turkeys. Remember, I've told you that uh, there's a lot of turkeys in my neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of turkeys, and uh, I've noticed over like the last twelve months that the number of turkeys has decreased, mm-hmm. kind of dramatically. Uh, there was like one day we counted like fifty turkeys at the end of our street. Yeah, and like this year they're they're, they're walking around in like packs of five or six. I don't know. Somebody sent me a video last week of all these turkeys in the backyard because we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of turkeys there. Maybe they just don't want to come around your house because you don't have anything good to put out. You know what? Oh, you don't even open your house for, for trick or treaters on uh, Halloween. Uh, what the hell do you think? Uh, you think these turkeys are coming around? There's probably no good grubs on your yard. There's no you're good, probably right. There's no good ticks out there. You know, uh, this Thanksgiving. You know, based upon the fact that I will be blind with exhaustion over the Mayflower Marathon, uh, you know, maybe uh, I will forego all the work involved in making a turkey. And instead, maybe what I'll do is I'll just make like a pork shoulder instead. I'm telling you. Lord, that's so much better. You can do it on a smoker. I don't have a workable smoker. Want to borrow mine? No, I don't want to borrow it. No, no, you you don't need to ship your smoker to it's my house. It's just a grill. I can put it in the back of the truck and nope. head over to your house in uh, two days. I will roast it in the oven and make it delicious. But that's, I think that's what I want to do instead. Yeah. So far this year, 43 states have experienced outbreaks. 252 commercial flocks have been affected and a total of 47.9 million poultry have been affected. Right now, bird flu is an animal health problem that poses little risk to no people uh, or little to no risk to people. Currently, there's only one reported case in a human. And he was doing some nasty stuff with that turkey. Yeah, he wasn't doing so good anyway. Oh, that's how a turducken is made. Stuffing? Yeah. I'm staying. It's bird porn. Yeah, that really is a perverse idea, the well, turducken. Well, how is it made? You're taking a turkey, mm-hmm. and you're stuffing its cavity with a duck, and then the duck gets stuffed with a chicken. Yeah. And they're all getting stuffed inside the turkey. Think about that. That's, How perverse that is. It is perverse. Well, who's having sex with the turkey? They're all having sex with the turkey. Now, that's perverse. That's gross. It's gross, except it's delicious. And that's the one thing that uh, but it's not really no getting around. any birds having sex with each other. It's just uh, two animals being Frankensteined together. It's <laughs> exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It is a perverse idea, but yet it is so delicious. But that's why there probably won't be a shortage on delicious pork shoulder. Listen, man, I told you at my wedding we had uh, we had a roast uh, we had a pig roast. Yep. And they stuffed four turkeys inside the pig. Oh, I bet that was good. It, the turkey tasted like pork. Mm-hmm. That's how good that was, and it was absolutely delicious. I highly recommend that if you ever get a roast oh, on a pig sounds, on a roast. Sounds awful good. Uh huh. Uh, Police are investigating after a woman's wallet was stolen from inside her vehicle after being approached in the parking lot at Stop and Shop in Chicopee last week. The woman... Oh, wait a minute. This is the guy. This is the story the guy was telling us about. Yeah. Uh, The woman told police she was approached by a man around 11 a.m. in the Stop and Shop parking lot on Memorial Drive as she was getting in her vehicle, and he told her that something was wrong with her back tire. Uh, I thought that guy was making that up. No. Oh. That's a legitimate thing. As the woman got out of the vehicle to check, another man entered her driver's door and stole her wallet. See, I didn't hear that part, though, that she stole the wallet. Yeah, I just I didn't realize what they had stolen. The uh, Chicopee police <laughs> is encouraging everyone to be aware of their surroundings at all times and suggest that if you're approached in a parking lot, do not get out of your vehicle. Talk to the person through the window 
and let them know you are calling the police. If something doesn't feel right, do not hesitate to call 911 for assistance. Similar incidents have taken uh, taken place in other communities, according to the uh, Chicopee police. So there you go. Can't trust anybody. Uh, Speaking of the the Chicopee police, a city uh, officer has been placed on desk duty after being arrested for drunk driving over the Columbus Day weekend. We're just finding out about this now. (laughs) Yes. 29-year-old Robert Arkambolt of Ludlow was arrested shortly after 8 p.m. Uh, October 7th in Ludlow after he was reportedly driving erratically. He also faces the charge of negligent operation. A witness reportedly saw a white pickup truck driving erratically on Fuller Road in Chicopee and called police with a description of the vehicle and its license plate. Police put out a bolo uh, alert to all officers in the area. There were quite a few cars trying to get out of his way, the witness uh, told State Police Trooper Deshaun Brown who made the arrest. She added that she was concerned that the driver was intoxicated and had a medical problem after she saw him drive onto a curve and then swerve into oncoming traffic. Okay. Do the Chicopee police recommend you not drive a vehicle after drinking? I believe that is one of the things that they they do not want you to do. Brown said in the court report that he was patrolling on Russell Street uh, when he spotted the truck. There was a fully marked Chicopee cruiser traveling directly behind the white GMC pickup truck. The Chicopee PD cruiser didn't have their emergency lights activated, so I made the assumption they were awaiting backup, uh, Brown said in the police report. The Chicopee police officer then activated the blue lights, pulled next to the truck, then shut off the lights. My thought process was that the Chicopee officer was signaling for me to initiate the motor vehicle stop of the white pickup truck because of my statewide jurisdiction. The Chicopee cruiser drove off, and Brown followed him a short distance with his lights on before Archambault pulled into a driveway. Mm. At the same time, Brown notified Ludlow police that he was making the traffic stop. When he asked the driver why he didn't stop immediately, Archambault said he was a Chicopee police officer, and he thought the lights were that of a co-worker. Uh, Brown said that he felt Archambault was unsteady, swaying his eyes, and they go into the whole thing. Yeah... <sighs> You're still not supposed to be drinking what, and driving, even what, if you're a cop. What happened uh, to the cop that was following him, though? It's a good question. What you, happened to that guy? You don't hear about that part of the story. Hmm. It's a little interesting story, don't you think? It is. Uh, one place where a nightclub was shut down after Springfield inspectors found a slew of codes of safety violations, the property at 1600 Main Street is slated to become the Springfield campus of Vox Church. The non-denominational church, which sees about 150 attendees on a given Sunday in Springfield, currently meets at City Stage mm-hmm. and play. Oh wait, not Center Stage. City, City Stage is a big difference. Yeah, Center play- Stage has got a different kinds of entertainment. Yeah, and plans to move into its new location in the spring of 2023. The Vox Church is in the city is one of nine Vox churches across Connecticut, and Massachusetts. I think uh, Center Stage would be a a hard place to sell. For church services. Yeah. Even if they, you know, were no longer performing uh, the adult entertainment that they have become so well known for. What if they give you wristbands when you walk into the church? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, are you over 21? Yeah, sure. There you go. I'm sure there's somebody in both the church and in center stage that are anxious for your sweaty dollar bill. That's right. Uh, it's DJ Jesus <laughs> at the altar dropping the hits. Yeah, I could see that whole thing. You mm-hmm. have a whole nightclub. And Moses is the bartender. Oh, yeah. Right? That's right. He's got that special drink, the parting of the seas. <laughs> right? 
He, he, uh, a shot for each commandment. Yeah. Seven day, seven layer, uh, seven deadly sin layer dip. Yeah, where you um, eat with uh, with uh, communion hosts. Can I have uh, two? Uh, do not cover your, your yeah. do not do not covet and one yeah. uh, adultery, please. You made it a Jesus bartender. Yeah, two Bloody Marys. What? <laughs> what did you say about my mother? Listen, the only reason you got this job is because who your father is. That's not true. I can do things on my own. One day I'll show you all. I'll sacrifice myself. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Nobody believes you're going to do any of that stuff. You wait. <laughs> one day I will. Let me tell you, I'm going to take everybody out to dinner one night. Hey, Jesus, could you go downstairs yeah. and uh, retap the uh, the keg of Michelob? Oh, don't you worry about that. I can do it from up here. You know what? I'm glad you brought up the uh, the beer thing because I was just reading to you earlier, and uh, let's see if I can find this now. It's Miller Lite has something for, uh, for Christmas. Um... Let's see if I can uh, if I can find this. Yeah, Miller Lite is selling tree keg stands that turn Christmas trees into bartenders. Okay, uh-huh. uh, it's basically a metal table you can fit a keg and ice bucket underneath. It's got holes on top so you can feed the tap through and clip it to a branch. The uh, top is about three feet off the ground and the tree sits on it. It's uh, so it's not like a normal stand, but they say it can hold uh, trees up to five feet tall and 150 pounds. Okay. I can see that. Really? Yeah. The uh, top is about, uh, or I'm sorry, each one will cost $50 at treekegstand.com. They go on sale at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern next Thursday. If you want one, set a reminder and hope you get lucky. It sounds like they're going to be in limited supply. This only fits like a mini keg, though, right? It, actually, they're saying it's a full keg. The The picture looks like it's... It's a it's a small like like that quarter barrel like type a quarter size barrel thing, but you can actually fit a full keg under this thing. And full kegs aren't really full kegs; they're half kegs, I guess if you call. Yeah, it. right. But but, but still, nevertheless, you can fit that full size uh, thing underneath that, and then the tree goes on top. I can't think of a better way to celebrate the holidays and the birth of Jesus than than having uh, a, a tapped keg for the whole family to enjoy around the holidays. My dad was a Jack Daniel's tree stand for many years. Mm-hmm. We'd wake up on uh, Christmas morning, and uh, Santa had planted him under the tree. <laughs> was Jack Frost nipping at his nose? Oh, there was something nipping at his nose, but it wasn't Jack Frost. <laughs> used to say there's nip bottles all over the yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, fireball. No, they didn't have fireball. Not back then. then. No, they had... Uh, Fleischmann's. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's, uh, that's one of the things we've, we've done as a society is, is come a long way with the development of alcohol. <laughs> back in the back in uh, in the olden days, when you saw like a nip bottle, it's like you know Fleischmann's or Cuddy or, or you know, Beef Eater, right? You know Gilby's Gin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, no, that like a, like like a Beef Eater uh, you know, shots where you could see those. My, he used to drink those. <sighs> that that, just... that we would go out. This was our routine. Uh, Friday night, there was this place that served like. $8 prime ribs on Friday night. Ooh, so you know, just, that's the good stuff. Yeah, you know, it was cheap to take a family out to dinner for, for like, the, the low price. Well, they were only the ones that allowed to get prime rib. We were, uh, we had to get, you know, chicken, you got, chicken fingers. Yeah, you got the foot-long hot dog. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it was a cheap place to take everybody for dinner, but it was also a place for him to load up on beef eater martini. <laughs> I just, I, I just... That's like the one thing I remember clearly about my dad is mm-hmm. beef eater martini on the rocks with an olive. That's what he would do. And he would drink like four of them. 
And then he'd be blasted, and then he'd uh, drive us home. Of course. He'd try to get in the car. Who does he think he is, like a chicken well, cop? Well, he, he, you know what he would do? Because my mother was not a, she was not a big drinker. She would have, like, one drink. She mm-hmm. was that kind of person. But he would order her, like, a Long Island iced tea. <laughs> well, so at she that point, had it doesn't five, really matter. She had five drinks, so yeah. they were both crocked, and we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving Peterson's restaurant, Lakewood, New Jersey. <laughs> it's like you think this. Uh, you think this chickabee cop had a hard time leaving that bar? Yeah, my dad did a hell of a lot better than you did, pal. <laughs> he never hit a curb. He just, just a couple of human beings every once in a while. <laughs> but hey, listen, that's just collateral damage. Hey, we survived all that stuff. You kids can survive anything else too. Five martinis and it the would cockies. be four or five. Yeah, like he I know. would drink four or five, and he would just you know suck them down. And I think what he would do sometimes, like if there was a wait, he'd walk up to the bar and order like a round of drinks while we were waiting. But he would have one before he brought the other one back to the. Right. You know, he'd br- <clears throat> he'd basically have two. He'd have one already by the time he brought the, the round of drinks back. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I remember years ago uh, when I was still living in Wisconsin, and they uh, they had a happy hour special, yeah. and it was like you know buy one get one or free three. on cocktails. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm a I'm a you know fully functioning twenty uh, one year old kid at the time. Yeah, and it was like a, at a, a a shopping mall bar, and if you got two cocktails, you also get free complimentary nachos. Ooh. So all of our friends, we get together at this one little dumpy place. We get the free nachos. And, of course, it was only on cocktails, so I'd order martinis. Right. And then I'd finish the two, another round. And I know how I would feel, even at a young age, with four martinis in my belly and, like, three or four plates of nachos. And I felt like I had been hit by a bus. But how many times did you go back and do it again? Every week for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't affect you one Not bit. Not one bit. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 67. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 37 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hey, Steve, do you know where your well is? No. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 854, and the Scorps, the Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Scorps? Yeah, that's what fans call them. They call them the Scorps. Mm, I guess Big I'm not fans. a fan because I call them the Scorpions for the yeah. last 20 years. Well, you can do what you want. Fans call them the Scorps. Uh, what? I was just going to mention the uh, the daily podcast. Check that out uh, today. It's going to be posted a little bit more than an hour from now on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, Rozzy Crane, got a brand new record out called uh, Barry Deluxe. It's a really, really good record uh, with Niall Rogers uh, producing a, a number of the tracks. And then next week, uh, actually, this is a really cool interview with uh, Steve Luongo. Steve Luongo is a drummer who has played with any number of people. Joe Walsh, Richie Blackmore, Todd Rundgren, Robin Zander of uh, Cheap Trick. But he was the best friend of the late John Entwistle from The Who Ooh. and played in his band uh, during his solo career. Mm-hmm. And there's a brand new collection of rarities uh, called John Entwistle Oxumed. And it's actually a really cool retrospective of some things that have never been put out before. And this is the first of several volumes of this. So that interview is going to be coming up on Monday morning on rock102.com with Steve Luongo.
Do they have any stories about Keith Moon? Yeah, we talked about Keith Moon. We yeah. talked <laughs> actually some really good stories about about John Entwistle. So even though he was the quiet one, yeah, pretty funny stories. Awesome. Yeah, We're looking forward to that. Real cool. Uh, you're doing that fundraiser uh, for Huntington's disease tonight at, at Nathan, Nathan Bills. Bills. I'm doing one tomorrow, not for a completely different reason, uh, at the Boyle Club over on uh, Progress Avenue in Springfield. Okay. It's uh, it's the Mulvey Deck Fundraiser. Uh, this guy, uh, Craig, uh, had to have his leg amputated for one reason or another due to medical issues, and they need a deck to kind of, you know, make it more accessible for him. Okay. So uh, tickets are 20 bucks, and you get uh, you get food, you get raffles, and you get me. I'm there. I'm doing that. You're all, That's all the reason anyone needs. Yeah, so that's uh, tomorrow night at the uh, John Boyle O'Reilly Club very in good. Springfield. Very, very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, tomorrow, very good possibility there'll be an open line Friday. What? Yes, I know. Shut I hate, the front door. I know. I hate to get ahead of myself, that's but crazy. I think there's a chance that'll happen tomorrow. Well, I'm looking forward to that. It's 8.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.